Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome in episode 64 of What's Right with Nick Wright, the podcast and YouTube show. And before we even get into today's show, before we get into what we're not discussing on today's show, I want to discuss what's happening on the television side of things. As was announced yesterday morning, we have a new FS1 lineup. First Things First is now moving to the afternoons. You might say it's still called First Things First. You're damn straight still called First Things First. I've helped build that brand for five years. We're not changing the damn name, and it still works. Yeah, it doesn't work time-wise, but you know how people start arguments a lot? They say, First Things First, let me tell you something. Even hip-hop songs have it a lot, so it doesn't have to be in the morning. Was Biggie only rapping in the mornings when he did it? No, he wasn't. So, so the name is staying. In the mornings, however, Craig Carton is coming to FS1. Listen, if you're not in the New York area, you not familiar with Craig or you're only familiar with Craig because of the controversy that he was involved in a few years ago. I'm going to say this. Craig Carton is as talented a broadcaster as exists in the nation on the sports side of things. He's a Syracuse guy like I am. So I'm also partial to him. He also used to have me on his radio show. So I go a long way back with Craig. I could not be happier that he is the one taking over mornings on FS1. Then there's Undisputed, Unchanged. The Herd changed in this regard. Joy Taylor no longer going to be alongside Colin. Instead, it's Jason McIntyre. More, more on Joy in a moment. Then, and I've had great partners on First Things First over the five years, 1,258 shows that we've done, of which I've been a part of 1,200, probably 40 of them. But my two best partners ever are Kevin Wilds and Chris Broussard. That is... First things first, moving forward. 3 p.m. Eastern every day, 3 p.m. to 4.30. Me, Brew, Wilds. That then leads to Emmanuel Acho, Joy Taylor. That's why she's leaving the herd. She's joining Acho. And LaShawn McCoy, Shady McCoy, former great NFL running back. So that's the end of NASCAR race up for our racing fans. So 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern, we are live. I am thrilled for a million different reasons. Uh, there's an emotional side of it for me which is I get to now take the baton from Colin Cowherd, which is a dream come true. There's a personal side of it for me. For 10 years in a row, I've had pre-5 a.m. wake-up calls. That's now gone. I have not been able to take my kids to school for a single day for the entirety of your little sister's life. I've never taken her to school. I now could take them to school, and because of the schedule... I get to pick her up from school right. every day. 
The last time I took anyone to school, Demonze, was when you were in junior high school. Our entirety of the time living in Houston, I was doing mornings. Entirety of the time living in New York, I was doing mornings. So so from a personal standpoint, it's great. And if I'm going to be totally candid, I also think the sports media landscape in that time frame that we're on, there's an opening to make some noise. So for all those reasons, I'm excited. I'm excited. Oh, and we're in a brand new studio. So all that's coming Tuesday. This coming Tuesday, the new FS1 lineup. That's the television promo portion of the podcast. Now to the podcast portion of the podcast. Before we get to our topics here, as we always do, is what did not make the show. What did not make the show is Cam Smith, the number two ranked golfer in the world, going to the Live Tour for $100 million. When I saw this news, this is the first time I was like, ooh, PGA Tours got to start being nervous now. Now, the, 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 if, if they offered Tiger $800 million, he said no. If Tiger or Rory left, I don't know if the PGA Tour could withstand it. Now, I don't think they will, but they lost. Can't, they, they now have the Live Tour is making serious inroads now. Julian Edelman. Teases is on retirement. Nobody cares, Julian. And a question of an over-under four and a half honey deuces that I consumed at the U.S. Open last yesterday when I was there all day. The answer is under. Oh. The answer is under, sir. I'm a responsible man. It's not under by a lot, but it's under. <laughs> you were pretty sh- smidged in that. Oh, uh, what? I don't know if we're saving that. I think that might come up later. Oh, it might show. come up later in the yeah. show. Okay, listen. I'm now, before we get to the show, since you you decided to use the word schmiz before I even have introduced you, I'm going to say on the air, but I keep telling you off the air, you have gotten too comfortable, not too comfortable in what you're saying, but in how you're delivering it. You see my excitement? You see my energy? You're just like, yeah, you seem pretty schmiz, bro. That's not going to (laughs) play. I need need a little more energy from you, my partner in our brand new studio. All right, Demonze, what are we starting the show with today? Uh, Jimmy G is officially returning to the 49ers yep. as the highest paid backup quarterback. Yep. 49ers couldn't find a trade partner all offseason. Yep. Does this mean that nobody wanted Jimmy or the 49ers aren't quite in on Trey Lance yet? Oh, see, this is not about Trey Lance. This is about the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo and his agent and the Niners, they surveyed the landscape and they right. said, will anyone in football give up even a sixth round pick? To have Jimmy Garoppolo for more than $20 million? The answer was no. Then the question was, okay, if Jimmy were to take a $8 million pay cut and gonna instead of making around $24 million, if he was going to make $16 million, will anyone give us a fourth round pick if he's cheaper? The no. answer was no. So the Niners then had to make this decision. Should we just release him? And get no value for him whatsoever? Or is there an amount of money that is in line with top flight backup quarterbacks that he will accept, that he will be in on, that obviously for the Niners, who is the best possible backup quarterback? Jimmy Garoppolo. The guy who knows the system, who's been there, who knows the players, knows the personnel. So if if you want to say, well, Tyrod Taylor is a great backup quarterback, fine, or Teddy Bridgewater, those guys are great backup quarterbacks. And some people would say, I'd rather have those guys, if you were on the Seahawks, would you rather have those guys as your backup quarterback? Maybe. 
But on the Niners, Jimmy Garoppolo is the best backup quarterback by a mile because yeah. he knows the system. He's familiar with everybody. This is not about people that don't want either they don't want Trey Lance to succeed or more accurately, they are emotionally or take-wise invested in Jimmy Garoppolo being more than he was are trying to turn this into an indictment on Trey Lance. It is not an indictment on Trey Lance. It is the Niners, in my opinion, taking advantage of the fact that nobody wanted Jimmy Garoppolo, and that's why he was willing to accept $6 million as as his salary. And I'll add this. I know he has a, quote, no trade clause, unquote. Not really. What that means is they won't trade him anywhere he doesn't want to go. But no team would trade for Jimmy Garoppolo if he doesn't want to be there because nobody wants their quarterback to not not want to be there. So what the Niners did here in getting him to agree to this lower salary that he can make, you know, an extra $10 million with playtime incentives, is it made him exponentially more tradable. Why? Because if somebody's quarterback goes down in the first couple months of the season... This guy's got a little contract. Exactly right. And then you go to Jimmy and say, hey... There's this team. They would like to trade for you. We couldn't get a sixth-round pick for you. They're desperate right now. They'll give us a third-round pick for you. Are, do you want to go there and become the starter? Yeah. So I think this is a win for the Niners. I think this is a, a way to save face a bit if you're Jimmy Garoppolo. I do not look at this as an indictment on Trey Lance whatsoever. Not at all is this an indictment on Trey Lance. All right, what's next? The Eagles traded for a new defensive back yesterday, and suddenly everyone is in on them. They had a good good draft and got A.J. Brown. Dallas is already down Tyron Smith, and Washington and Giants aren't very good. The Eagles are now plus 140 to win the division. Yeah. Are you in on that? No. I Listen, Tyron Smith's injury for Dallas is massive. Right. It's, in my opinion, the biggest injury that has happened this offseason. Okay, there's there's no question about it. I think, though, there has been a little too big of a overreaction. And I think the Eagles became like the out of nowhere, the in team. Right. My buddy, Adam Lefko, who does a great job on inside the NBA. He and I went to college together. He used to have an amazing football podcast. He's still a great NFL guy, but people know him for the NBA stuff. He's a diehard Eagles fan. He texted me when I was in Italy saying he was he, he was crushed. I wasn't picking the Eagles to win the division. I understand the Eagles have an excellent roster, and I understand the Eagles, or at least I believe, they have a better coach than Dallas because their coach isn't Mike McCarthy. I get all of this. I think people are glossing over too quickly the deficit at quarterback between Dak Prescott and Jalen Hurts. I would like to believe in Jalen Hurts. Uh, I like the people that represent him. I like the way he handled himself in college. I think he has been a tremendous young man, and I think he has conducted himself at every stage of his career with class and grace. I think he's probably the 25th best starting quarterback in football. I'm doing that off the top of my head, and listen, this is one of the... This could be the Andrew Wiggins moment. This could be the time... That someone says, 
oh, you doubted this guy. Maybe. And I'll be happy to be wrong about it. But, uh, and maybe I'm a little too scarred from that playoff game against Tampa where he looked so in over his head. But the Eagles, to me, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson's a nice player. He's a good slot corner. It looks like the Eagles are going to play him at safety. And they got him for, I mean, getting him for a fifth-round pick is great value. I understand that. But he is not a good enough player that the I, I feel like the reaction to this trade was as if they had just traded for uh for what's a good example of someone who's been traded recently. It was a reaction like when it was similar to the Chargers acquiring Khalil Mack. Now Khalil's been banged up for the last couple of years, but it's like, oh my God. Look, this guy could transform their defense. Right. I don't look at it that way at all. I look at this as a nice addition. And I like the Eagles offensive line. I love the Jordan Davis kid. I wanted the Chiefs to draft him. There are a lot of things about the Eagles I like. And I understand the, the left tackle injury with Tyron Smith is a major one. But I looked at the Cowboys as being three games better than the Eagles going into the season or you know a month ago. Does Tyron Smith's injury and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson's addition, is that a three-game jump? To me, it is not. It yeah. is not a three-game jump. And so the if the if when the Eagles were, right now you said plus 140, yeah. they're dead even with Dallas. Depending on where you get it, they're both plus 145 or one team's plus 140, one team's plus 135. They are almost identical. Do I think the Eagles are as good as the Cowboys? I don't. I flatly don't. And so, no, I'm not. I'm going to be. They've become like the hipster pick. I listen to Bill Simmons talk about could they be the one seed? What the, their props on them going to the Super Bowl are? At the end of the day, it still, to me, is a coach and quarterback league. And I have major questions about their quarterback and significant questions about their coach. And so, no, I'm still going to go with Dallas. Not, I think it's a mediocre division, but I still think Dallas Coaching. is the best team in the division. All right, next. All right. Uh, Jeannie Buss said, oh, in a, Christ. Yeah, in, said in an interview with The Athletic, Russell Westbrook was the Lakers' best player last season. Oh, that's delightful. Yeah, she eventually walked it back and said that the word that she should have used was consistent. And she mm -hmm. said it's really tough to win when Anthony Davis isn't on the court and LeBron was actually hurt a lot of the season. But Russ showed up every game and played as hard as he could every night. Yeah. She actually backing Russ or is she trying to increase his trade value? I listen with Jeannie Buss, you never know. <laughs> I honestly don't know what she's doing. I the, the there is no universe where here's what Russell Westbrook was for the Lakers. He was the most available player. He was at and played 80 games. He was the most available player. Does available not fall hand in hand with like consistent? Well, can listen, if you, and I, I'm using this just simply as a metaphor because you are not late for work. You are great at this. Uh -huh. But if you were late for work every single day, right. that is consistent. Yeah, You are consistently late. So in this regard, Russ was consistent. He was consistently terrible. Okay. Every <laughs> night you knew it, Russ was going to show up, play 30-plus minutes, and be bad. <laughs> okay. So I don't think that's what she was meaning, though. And when calling him their like, best oh, he player, was here. he was here and bad. <laughs> he Call, calling him their best player is an absurdity. 
Le- LeBron was sensational last year. Yeah. LeBron was 38 and 6 on better than 50% from the field. Look, now he missed 20 games. He missed a quarter of the season. That's a problem. Right. And that's why LeBron wasn't the best forward or the if LeBron had put up those numbers and played 75 games, he would have been the second best forward in the league last year behind Giannis. Right. It would have been Giannis and LeBron because he did miss those games. One could argue Tatum was better. Some are, you know, Durant missed a bunch of games too. Durant's numbers were similar. Right. Like because he missed those games, that's why you knock him down a pick. But Russ was below. Russ was a hindrance to winning when he was on the court. Yeah. You would have been better off with just a random bench player. And so, Dude, the, what? Last year, I'm not saying that's who he's going to be for the rest of his career, <laughs> right. but that's what he was last year. Yeah. That is what he was. It didn't fit. It didn't work. He also seemed to get worse at the things that he hadn't been good at before. Like his, I mean, some of it, I mean, there's a long highlight reel of this, obviously. Of the, the Go backboard ahead. stuff? Yes. Yeah. I mean, he was turnovers. missing shots by four feet. Yeah. And, and the, no, I think he got it in his own head. And I think that was a problem for him. Like, I don't think Russ is done as an NBA player. I'm not arguing that. But it shouldn't be debatable what he was last year. So why would Jeannie Buss say this? Either because she's being irrational or because they are trying to find a way to build up his trade value a bit. Now, I don't think Gene Buss's quotes build up much. Go ahead. What do you think? I think it's like, hey, man, he's going to be here next year. Might as well give him a little bit of confidence, you know? He like, can't kinda... be there next year. They can't actually be. They have to. I mean, you're speaking from like an emotional standpoint, I feel like. I th- to a degree, yeah. <laughs> I think he's going to be there next you year. You think he's going to be there all year? I mean. I don't. I, I, you, you, you'll just be punting on this season. <laughs> you just you can't yeah. win now if russ would but it all depends on how the start of the season goes like all the, i feel like the only knowledge that we have is of what russ did last year that's fair we have no idea how i feel like these players are going to mesh this coming year what they've done during the offseason but no that's fair i just don't russ doesn't seem like he's going to change and russ needs to be on a team that he is the focal point of that he has the ball in his hands because when when he is that, you get the good of him. Yeah. The good of him is the energy, the intensity, he, he the freedom for him to drive to the basket. Definitely have a point and there. you still deal with the bad, but at least you get the good. When Russ is your third option, you get the bad, the lackadaisical defense, the lack of spacing, all that stuff, without the good. Right. And that was the problem, which is why I argued all year, have him be the super sixth man. Lead the bench unit. When you take AD and LeBron out, put Russ in and let guys. him run with uh, that. I thought, but he didn't want to do that. We'll see what Darvin Ham can do. Also, we'll probably see Russ in Indiana. I don't think Indiana the Lakers. All right, what's next? All right, so uh, LeBron said on Sports Illustrated that he yeah. wants to play in the NBA, but not one, but both of his sons. Yeah, he said he's been paying attention to as the twenty. 20- your 2024 and 2027 first round picks. Dude, the whole 2024, 25, 26, 27. Oh, yeah, 20, all four. Okay, 2024 through 27. Yeah, yeah. that's what dashes means. Yeah, there but, you uh, go. But could be why the Lakers haven't traded any picks after 2025. Yeah. To play with Bryce, LeBron will be well into his 40s, okay. which is a crazy thing to think about. Uh-huh. 
uh, he, he says he thinks he could play for a while. Who knows if his sons will even be good enough to play in the NBA, though? Yeah. Do you think he's serious about this? Okay, here's what I think LeBron is doing. People get caught up in, oh, is Bronny really an NBA player? Oh, now they're talking about Bryce. Is Bryce really an NBA player? Okay. I'm going to try to be very clear because I think it's so obvious what LeBron is doing. And you can say it's bad. It is exactly what I would do if I were in his position. And in a very different version, it's what I have done in his position in my field. Leverage his own power to try to get his kid foot in the door somewhere he otherwise wouldn't have the chance. Right. So Bronny is undersized. Bryce, I don't think anyone's ever thought of as an NBA prospect. Maybe he will be. I mean, he's very young. Right. But I think LeBron recognizes that as long as he is performing at a high enough level, there will be incentive for a team to take a flyer on his kid. And if you believe your kid is going to work hard enough, train hard, have high enough character, all those things, that if he gets his foot in the door, can Seth Curry this thing? Right. Because that's what happened with Seth. Seth kept getting chances because of Steph, just like Giannis's brothers keep right. getting chances because of Giannis. And Giannis's brothers haven't proven to be, be have enough talent right. to be able to fully take advantage of those chances, right? Seth has. Yeah. Seth was cut from G League teams. Seth got cut by multiple teams. And now he's going to make $80 million playing pro basketball. Yep. But if it wasn't for Steph, he'd have been in Europe five years ago. Right. Teams kept giving him a chance. So what LeBron is clearly doing is trying to set up a scenario where if LeBron is an A-plus player or even an A-minus player, but he's LeBron, so he brings all the attention, ticket sales, revenue. Right. You want to be in the LeBron business? You've got to also be in the Bronny business. Let's start with. I don't think it's because he thinks Bronny is a one-and-done caliber player. I don't think it's because he thinks Bronny is worthy of, and that's the time I'll be very quick to finish this, uh, you know, a first-round pick. It's, I am, right. I'm LeBron James. If I were in the draft, would you spend the 27th pick on me? Well, I'll come play with you. I'll come play with you. W would you trade the 27th pick of the draft for me? Okay, bonus. You also get my kid. Right. That's the trade. Now, you have an investment in my kid. He gets to train with me. Right. He gets to be around me every day. He gets to play in the G League. He might have his first round pick guaranteed contract. So you haven't you haven't sent him for at least two years to get the most out of him. And I believe at the end of that, he's gonna show I can be Gary Payton the second. I can be a valuable role player. Right. That's the idea here. And the reason I think it people are missing it is maybe because they for me, this is like a very personal thing, not because of LeBron, but because of this. Right. The, 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 listen. Fact of the matter is, and I'm not taking a shot at you at all. <clears throat> if you 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 didn't have the resume or the experience, because you have you you do this with me, but you also have a job with Fox. Right. I knew that if you got in the door, you distinguish yourself with you're incredibly charming, people like you, you're hardworking, and you're sharp. So I leveraged it. I said, hey. You, 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 
take the interview knowing, listen, that the, the, it, you were going to really have to blow that interview for them to not hire you. <laughs> yeah, right. They were doing it because I have earned the respect of the company over the course of six What's plus it? years of employment. Oh. Yeah. That they're like, okay, worst case scenario is in six months we tell him it's not working out. Right. Listen, he's late every day. He doesn't do this, whatever. But I knew that wouldn't happen. Right. And so now people will say, oh, that's nepotism. Of course it's nepotism. Of course that's what it, it is. Should be more nepotism. But but well, listen, it, ne there have been a lot of companies for uh, forever who runs it. The kid of the guy who started it. Who those things like that. Right. It doesn't always work in sports. And it's not always people that look like you or Bronny that are getting to take advantage of it. But I'm, I have no shame in that. And so I totally get what LeBron's doing. I support what he's doing. And it's absolutely what I would do if I were in his position. We'll be right back. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. All right, welcome back in episode 64 of What's Right with Nick Wright live from our brand new studio this Tuesday. First Things First comes to you starting at 3 p.m. Eastern every day, live from that new studio. That is not in Harlem. That's in Midtown Manhattan. But we are here in Harlem inside Trintage. Demonze, what are we starting with for our second segment? We are starting with a little bit of tennis. Oh, yeah. You missed it yesterday, buddy. Yeah, I missed it. Yeah, I, I was kind of sad that you guys went without me. but Okay, well, don't worry. It's going on for another 11 days. Okay, sweet. So you got plenty of time. <laughs> you will be in attendance at the U.S. Open. Don't you worry. Go okay. ahead. Uh, so tough beat for Simona Halep after you predicted she'd win the What? What are you? No, I just, you're going to say I predicted she'd win the title. Listen, I said I am picking Nadal and Coco Golf. No, I, I think you. I said those are my picks. And I said, said if gun I was to my head. gun to my head, if I had to. I would have picked Medvedev and Halep, but those I those weren't my picks. Okay. My picks were Nadal and Coco Golf, and I also told you guys that I was in attendance at the U.S. Open a few years ago when Halep is the one seed lost in round one, which should have been a little a warning sign. It could happen again, <laughs> so don't try to throw shade at me. All right, uh, but I, I, a fair point. Yeah, you definitely you. did. Say Go that. ahead. Uh, taping before Serena's next match, she won round one. You said that she was going to fail. No, hold on a second. I said she can't win the tournament. Okay. I didn't say yeah. she was going to lose in yeah. round one. Now, the U.S. Open thought she was going to lose in round one, uh, which is why this whole ceremony, like it was going to be her last match, right. no, when she, it's she, not her last match. She still got it. I really think, I'm not going to say I think she's going to win, but I really want her to win. I would only. love for her to win. Unfortunately, by the time people hear this, she will have already lost. She's going to lose. Remember tonight. that. She's that's, gonna that's Listen, I hope it's wrong. I hope that's not true, but she's going to lose tonight, right. which is you guys are hearing this Thursday. We're doing it Wednesday. Go ahead. You went yesterday to the U.S. Open. Yep. Is the U.S. Open the most fun sporting event to attend in America? Oh, in what America? a question. What a question. Oh, it's a great event. It's a great event because you go early in the day. Demaze, there's 20 courts. Right. So you have... Ash, which is the 
huge stadium. Okay. And you have to have specific, if you buy a ticket for Ash, you can then go to any court you want, but you have actual seats for Ash. I, by the way, in section 54, row B, that's center court, <laughs> almost as close as you can get. It was elite. Watch me. It was elite seats. They were elite seats. And <laughs> the entire, I had section 54, row B, seats five and six. But there's there's eight seats per section. Okay. Your mom and I have been there like an hour. No one else was in the other six seats in our section. Our buddy Mark Carmen was in. You know he's in. He didn't sit with you guys. Well, he didn't have the the seats that I had. Um. But so, but I got him down with us. He had met two girls on the plane that he brought them down. So we had this whole section because there was no one there. Yeah, he met these two girls Carm! on the plane from Chicago. Yeah, I love it. Uh, Wait, so what, what's up with that situation? He, he met them and they just he met them on the plane. The they Open? were all going to the U.S. Open, and they exchanged numbers. And then, like, by the way, hold on, I'm going to mouse something to you. Wow. Yeah, I know. Surprising, right? I, I yeah, I know. Um, and so they, so they all sat with us and watched. But so here's the deal: if you have tickets to Ash, you can then go I- anywhere you want. If you have tickets to Louis Armstrong, which is the second big stadium, okay. you can go into Louis Armstrong or anywhere you want except Ash. Or you can get grounds passes, which lets you go to any of the games except the ones in uh, Ash. So Louis oh. Armstrong, there's open seating, and then there's actual assigned seating. So if you buy a ticket to Ash, you can go to everything. But in the beginning of the tournament, there's so many matches going on you can see the ninth-ranked player in the world playing on a small court over on the side. You can sit front row. Right. And it's all day long. It's a great drinking event. It's a great day drinking, walk around, feel bougie. People are dressed fancy. There's a little polo store. It's nice, man. There's a, It's nice. You've been there. It is nice. Yeah, no, it? it's definitely nice. No, it definitely it's, is nice. Is it the, so I don't know if it's the best. Here's the thing. It's the best single location multi-day event in America. Yeah. Because it's over two weeks. You can go in the evening. You can go in the morning. You can go whenever you want. It's right off a train stop. It's so good. Now, little little knowledge, a little tennis knowledge. for So Venus or Serena's probably going to lose tonight. If she wins tonight, it's an unbelievable. She's probably the number two player in the world. She's going to lose. I hope I'm wrong. She's going to lose. This is spicy, man. Nadal played this kid I'd never heard of last night, which was Tuesday night. Again, we're a day behind when you guys are hearing this. Lost the first set and then crushed him the rest of the way. Okay. I am so excited. I will spend a lot of money to go watch Nadal front row. I saw Nadal last night. I actually was watching the U.S. Open from the location that I was at. Oh, okay. I thought you meant you like saw him out on the town in New York. No, <laughs> no. no, no. He's unbelievable. Yeah, no. I sat last year. I sat front row with Daryl Morey, GM of the Sixers. Oh, yeah. He took me, and we sat front row to watch Djokovic. I'm going to sit first three rows to watch Nadal at some point this tournament. That's happening. That's the tennis corner. More on that on Tuesday. Okay, what's next? Sweet. Uh, it's time for this or that. Yeah. This is an old game. The Knicks extended R.J. Barrett, complicating a deal for Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Knicks fans still hope it gets done. done. Who would the Knicks be better off with, Donovan Mitchell or R.J. Barrett? 
Well, one for one, Donovan Mitchell. But R.J. Barrett plus Quentin Grimes plus a bunch of picks, I'd I'd rather have the players than Donovan. You know what I mean? Young guys. Say it again. Young. I mean, R.J. Barrett. Young guys, of course. They're young, and the draft picks are important. Like, I... I think Donovan Mitchell is a good but very flawed player. And I would be hesitant to give up. If you have a Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brunson backcourt, you have two 6'2 guards that are defensive liabilities. Like there's a clear ceiling there. I still think the Knicks are going to get Donovan, by the way. Pardon me. I know the RJ deal complicates it, um, but I still think they're going to get Donovan. All right, next. Uh, Baker Mayfield is ready for his week one matchup with his former team. He told NFL Network he's going to f*** the Browns up. Wow. I really wanted to say that. That's uh, Car- thing, Carolina minus 2.5 or Cleveland plus 2.5. Right, just so you know, when we're doing this, you're new to the gambling thing, say half. Half? Two and a half. And oh, yeah. 2.5 yeah, yeah, is, is, two is acceptable, but it's a little note to the listener. Like, ah, this guy doesn't bet football. <laughs> uh, Carolina. Okay. Carolina. No, no, no. I think Baker is going to f*** him up. Yeah, By the way, 100%. speaking of f***ing things up, part, sorry, our, our tech staff. <laughs> you know what I learned? And Lori, our great social media manager, is yeah. here in studio today. My Mahomes top 100 take did like better numbers than 90% of Wait, our which clips. take you said? The Mahomes, remember how he was eighth on the top Oh, yes. List? The, yeah. Did better numbers on social. The 90% of the clips we do. And I was like, why? It wasn't even that interesting of a clip. But you know why? Because I said fucking in the caption. And people liked cursing. That's what I've determined. People are like, oh, this really is a non-TV Nick. He's dropping F-bombs. Like, they were thrown off by it. And Lori, because she's a social media maven, knew I'm going to include the F-bomb in the caption. People are going to see it. And it did numbers. So... Not going to today because we've already, you know, I think now we've dropped four F-bombs in about 90 seconds. But moving forward, each show, there's going to be one one clip that I think, if I think something's going to do particularly well on social, I'm just going to drop <laughs> oh, a gratuitous F-bomb <laughs> in there. Uh, but I like Carolina. I like okay. Carolina to beat Cleveland. I like Baker to play well. And as long as McCaffrey's healthy, which we don't know how long that'll be, I think Carolina's a frisky team. All right, next. For what it's worth, folks, I'm definitely with Carolina as well. Thank you, Demonte. Uh, but uh, before a Slovenian basketball game, Luka Doncic was reportedly drinking soda and smoking a cigarette. Good pregame routine or the best pregame routine? Oh, God. Oh. I- I'm going to call it a good pregame routine. Holy crap. I'll tell you why. Okay. Luke has got to know better than to drink soda. Listen, I'm not going to knock him for a delicious cigarette. <laughs> Every once in a while, you just need a delicious cigarette. You just do. He's got to know not to drink soda. Soda's toxic. Soda's no good for you. Like, like the, Luca, I can look the other way on the cigarette. Let, <laughs> let's put healthier things into our body than cola, though. That I'm going to turn the other. Wait, are we being serious right now? Yeah, of course I'm being serious. Of course I'm being. Listen, the guy, Wait, so... the guy's clearly addicted to smoke. <laughs> like I'm not gonna knock him for it. I, I, I've been with your mother for 15 years. On our first trip together, I put on nicotine patches because we were traveling. I was like, she hates smoking. I'm gonna wear nicotine patches. Oh, wrong arm. I'm still wearing them. Yeah. It's been 15 years of nicotine patches. 
Cigarettes are a hard habit to kick. And the fact that Luca is out here kicking ass and taking names while dragging a few heaters, it just adds to his legend. Uh, a great story, Vlade Divac. Vlade Divac, who now runs the Kings, he was a great center for the Lakers and the Kings for a long time, a very good center. Yeah. People didn't know why he fell in the draft. And it was because when teams went to go scout him in Serbia, uh, I think it was Serbia. I apologize if I have his native land wrong. Uh, when they went to go s- scout him, during timeouts, he was smoking cigarettes. And they're like, oh, that ain't going to work. During timeouts, the guy was just, just killing heaters. And Luke is just keeping the legend going. I love him so much. God, I love him. All right, next. Rookie receiver Sky Moore was pranked by the Chiefs receiving corpse. Uh, at his, at his core. core. That's a weird word. The P and the S are silent. Core. Wait, but when you say Marine Corps is spelled like that, it's not never corpse. Corpse incorporated, incorporated. Yes, but corpse with an E is like a dead body. Yeah, but this one, it's just core. Odd word. No worries. Go ahead. All right. uh, At his rookie dinner, the restaurant bought him a bill for nearly $23,000. Turns out it was a fake bill, but this is a common practice. Is rookie hazing a part of the job or is it not okay? It's part of the job. As long as it's not this twenty three thousand dollars. Yeah, it's not right to make a to put a guy in a position to spend that type of money on a meal when he then, doesn't yet have real wealth. Exactly. Oh yeah. I mean, go I mean, ahead. How's like his family gonna look at that type of situation? A hundred percent. Ones that are close to him. It, and it's gonna be like, oh, you can spend that money on this. Why can't you buy me a car? Why can't you right. pay my house payment? So the fact that this was a joke, I'm fine with it. I'm right. fine with the prank of making him think he has to pay. Right. This. But the days of twenty thousand dollar dinners. Because guys are ordering bottles of Louis the Fourteenth, which are like four grand at the you know at Capitol Grill. Those got to go. It, it's it's one of the particularly in the NFL when guys have short careers and non guaranteed contracts. Right. So I'm good at the rookie hazing. I'm good at a lot of things. Guys do the shaved heads, the fashion shows, all that stuff, the talent shows. Don't make these guys spend five figures on some nonsense for a laugh. When that, you know, you don't know how long their career is going to go. Making them think, though, they spent five figures and then being like, nah, nah, that ain't it. Or the veterans are paying for it. That I'm all good with. We'll be right back. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back and their pros are locally based often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. 
All right, final block, episode 64, What's Right with Nick Wright. By the way, the next time folks see me on this pod and on television, not only am I going to be in a new studio on TV, and we have the new studio here, but uh, I'm doing a very bold haircut. Yeah, I think Deanna's going to have, like, a major, like, I think it's going to be a thing. What do you Deanna. mean? Like, I don't know. I just feel like. We- You're worried about how Deanna's going to react to the haircut? Yeah, mom, it's probably not going to be great with mom either. Oh, I'm worried about how America's going to react to it, <laughs> but I'm trying it. I'm I'm going for it. I I showed the haircut I'm getting to Wilds. Wilds so funny. <laughs> He's so funny. Wilds said, you didn't score enough goals last year to uh, justify that. <laughs> Saying I'm getting the haircut of a European <laughs> soccer player. But we'll see. We'll see how it works out. In worst case scenario, I just shaved the head. Okay, what are we doing for the final block? All right, man. Last episode, you had a take about Mahomes being ranked number eight in the top in the NFL top one hundred. Yep. Uh, you even said the ranking the ranking invalidated the whole list. Uh huh. I know you don't read replies, but I've got a few for you. Oh, so you're gonna show them to me? These yep, were we're gonna replies pull up here. to the Mahomes thing. I agree. Just like ranking Luca in your fifty invalidated your list. See how it works. All right, Matt yeah. Gonzalez. We'll deal with you in a moment. Uh, what's the next one? Let me. Then that's Matt gone with a bunch of numbers. Just like putting MJ third on your top 50 list and validated that list. Little shrugging guy emoji, Damian Collado. Guy's got an Android. All right, what's next? Uh, love you, Nick, but Alyssa says MJ at three and LeBron at one also cannot be taken seriously. And then another laughing emoji from Hey Teo. Are there any more or are we done here? Okay, so here's the thing. First guy, it was first name, last name, bunch of numbers. Those replies are meaningless. Anyone whose handle is first name, last name, bunch of numbers, is a bot or is acting like a bot not interested in what they have to say and i explained the precedent for the luca ranking how many times do i have to tell people this now the other two people i will take them i will at least respond to them in kind i don't know how many times i have to explain to you that arguing that michael jordan cannot ever be third is not about michael jordan and it's not about LeBron James. It is directly about Kareem. And I will not stand for the constant disrespect for the captain. I won't do it. How many MVPs <coughs> does Michael Jordan have? The answer is five. I get choked up just talking about it. How many does Kareem have? The answer is six. Yep. Is Michael Jordan even one of the four all-time leading scorers in the NBA? He is not. He's barely had a Dirk Nowitzki. Kareem's the all-time leader. Yep. Kareem played, again, I'm not doing the Jordan-Kareem thing once again. However, these folks that are always insistent that Jordan can't be ranked third, whether they understand it or not, they are really arguing. What they are arguing is that Kareem doesn't have a case to be the GOAT. He does. Three guys do. So a guy who might be the GOAT is third. That's how this works. Right. Everybody can't be number one. No. And if. Let me try to find another great example. Okay. You know what? We'll wrap the show with a little miniature Knicks tennis corner. (laughs) Most people would agree the three greatest tennis players ever are the three guys crushing it right now. Federer's obviously not playing much anymore, but Federer, Nadal, Djokovic. If you asked 100 diehard tennis fans who the greatest tennis player of all time are, you're probably going to get at least 25 
that say Federer, 25 that say Nadal, 25 that say Djokovic. What that means is, if there were ever a perfect, unimpeachable list, someone that a lot of people, a big percentage of people think is the greatest ever, would come in third. You now, when it comes to basketball, happen to be lucky enough to live in a world where you do have a perfect, unimpeachable list. It's my 50 greatest players last 50 years. <laughs> and after crunching all the numbers and doing all the analysis, we have Michael Jordan in third. I'm not taking any more questions on this. I will talk to you all next week from our new podcast studio, from our new television studio, and with my brand new haircut. That's today's show. Um, oh, wait, wait. I won't talk to you guys next week, though. I will, but you guys are going to hear from me again before next week because our first NFL gambling show yeah. comes out Friday. We recorded it earlier in the week. So the next time you'll actually see me doing new stuff is next week, but you have one more pod and YouTube show coming out this week. That's on Friday. Hey. Now the show's over. Hey, guys. Uh, by the way, I didn't get the, the Byron Scott thing, all right? I don't know if we can put this on social. Everybody keeps asking, you know, what's happening with the Byron Scott thing. Nothing's coming of it. I didn't get the job. You guys didn't do enough. Okay, that was a sad way to end the show. But Demonte is just decided. <laughs> right, I'm just kidding. I'm just that kidding. He's obviously. gonna get the last word on all these shows. So now it was like a little like feel bad for me moment. <laughs> oh, hey guys, I didn't get the job. All right, talk to you guys next week.